and welcome to the Trash Teachers Podcast. This is Trash Teacher Lily, the one you met during the last episode of Trash Teachers, who is a special education teacher and who is a grown-up punk and is known around her school district as the lady with the neck tattoo. The other trash teacher, Rachel, the one who teaches math, she's not here today because she is on vacation. So, heck her to heck, I am perfectly capable of filling your ears with all sorts of trash all by myself. Does a raccoon need another raccoon in order to be able to drag a bag of trash out of your trash can and into your driveway and tear that bag of trash open and spread soy-based yogurt cups and salad all over your driveway? Heck no. Does it like the company? Sure. So, with or without Rachel, we are getting started right now. The thing I am going to be focusing on today is what I am doing to get ready for the upcoming school year. And that entails so much when you are a special education teacher. That is uh, getting your lessons planned, getting any materials that you need for your classroom, preparing for meetings with administrators, preparing for meetings with parents, preparing for any trainings that you might be delivering to general education teachers. So that's a lot and way too much for one podcast episode. So I'm going to rein that in and I am going to talk to you today about the culture that I'm trying to build at my school that I work at as it pertains to disability and how we talk about disability, and how we serve students who experience disability, etc., etc. So starting the year off on the right foot and helping create in my school a disability-positive culture starts with my relationship with my instructional assistant. At other schools, instructional assistants are called paraprofessionals. And if you don't know what that is, a paraprofessional or an instructional assistant is a person that helps the special education teachers at a particular school to provide direct services to students with disabilities. Um, For students who are more impacted by a disability, that can look like help with um, eating lunch, help with writing, that's called scribing. At my particular school and the students I work with, my instructional assistant generally helps me by providing one-to-one support for students who are having trouble with their academic assignments in their core classes. So my instructional assistant spends a lot of time um, helping students write research papers or doing practice problems before they sit down to take a math test things like that. And unfortunately for my school, um, we are losing our instructional assistant extraordinaire. He is moving on to a different career path. Um, And so I'm really having to think about building this culture from the ground up again, because this instructional assistant that I had last year did a lot of work to help me create a school environment where kids felt comfortable talking about their disability, 
asking for accommodations where teachers knew that they could talk openly with us about their concerns, um, about challenges our kiddos were facing in their classrooms, where teachers knew that Team SPED took their concerns seriously and was really there to help them help kids. So my instructional assistant that is moving on will be sorely missed. And my uh, school principal asked me to kind of outline what I would like to see in a new instructional assistant and what kind of projects I want to work with a new instructional assistant on. And I think that would be a really awesome thing to share with you guys. So I wrote up a little outline of what I'm looking for in a group um, messaging app called uh, Taskade. Uh, it's actually not an app, it's an extension through the Google Chrome store and I'll talk about that a little bit later. And I have this outline shared with my principal so I'm just going to share with you what is in there. So I started out by saying what my desired traits were for a new instructional assistant. And my first one was that they like kids and that they like teens because I cannot tell you how many interviews I have been to um, for teaching jobs, even to get into teacher school, where I was not asked, hey, do you actually like kids? Do you like teenagers? you like hanging out with them? Do you think they're buttholes but still totally freaking amazing? Um, which is kind of shocking. I've been asked about what my classroom management style is, what I do to deliver data-driven instruction, um, but never if I like kids. And I really just want somebody who thinks that kids uh, specifically teenagers, are amazing and hilarious and capable of great things even when they are being complete and utter buttholes. Another desired trait is I want somebody who's reliable, somebody who's on time, that they are where they say they are going to be, um, that they follow through with projects. I want somebody who is flexible and self-directed. So there are way more things than Team Sped can do in a day at Best Coast High, where I work. Um, so kind of my style of management is I love to give somebody a buffet of things that they can choose from. Um, if we're going to go back to our raccoon analogy, and we are because it's my podcast, and I love raccoons. Um, I want to give my instructional assistant a trash bag filled with soy yogurt cups and wilted lettuce leaves and little takeout containers of pasta. Um, and I want them to choose what they are going to focus their energy on that day. Maybe they are going to eat that wilted lettuce leaf while eschewing the soy yogurt cup. Um, but in the process, they found a Swedish fish. Those are accidentally vegan, by the way and delicious, uh, with a dust bunny from the kitchen floor attached to it uh, that I didn't even ask them to focus on. So in not trash terms, that would be me asking an instructional assistant to uh, do some observations on a kiddo who maybe is 
freaking out and crying every time a teacher hands them a worksheet. And then maybe um, by doing these observations, we can see, well, what is leading to the freak out? Is it um, that the student feels unprepared? Is it that the student is merely having a couple bad days? Is it that um, the student is having some orthopedic issues and they their freak out is coming from a place of, holy cow, like I can't write this stuff today because my body's in a lot of pain. So kind of doing that data collection for me uh, and then asking them to check in with a kid who's been coming in hungry and seeing what um, what we can do on our end to get that kiddo some resources and reporting back to me. Maybe I would ask my instructional assistant to do some filing for me. Maybe I would ask my instructional assistant to um, follow up with the concern of a parent who was worried that a kiddo wasn't bringing home makeup work. Um, from classes that they had missed and maybe I would ask my instructional assistant to talk to the students teachers and get a packet of work to bring home um, so the parent knows that uh, the kid isn't going to fall way too behind. And rather than getting overwhelmed by this, I would want my instructional assistant to feel like this was empowering, that uh, there's no way that special educators instructional assistants, administrators, general education teachers, anyone can get done all of the things that need to get done in a day. Um, and I would want my instructional assistant to know that I trust them and that I trust their ability to prioritize. And as long as they're doing something, it's probably not the wrong thing. I live by that aphorism, by the way. As long as you are doing something, it is probably, probably, not the wrong thing. Uh, and last but not least, I really want the new instructional assistant to be a clear and direct communicator. I also put in the checklist uh, that I shared with my principal what uh, I hope um, my new instructional assistant's goals are because I think it's important to know what the goals of the people on your team are, not just team sped, any team. So I would like somebody who either wants to attend teacher school um, or who just wants to learn more about disability and disability advocacy, somebody who wants to learn about culturally responsive teaching practices. And I also really, really want somebody who has an artistic practice of their own or another pursuit that they want to share with kids because um, I don't want my instructional assistant to think that uh, they are a machine that I merely want to do things that I don't have the time to do. I want them to bring their talents into the classroom as well. My desired skills for somebody who would be an instructional assistant at Best Coast High are that they are bilingual. That is first and foremost. Um, I'm learning Spanish, but I have the skills of a toddler at this point, and I am going to Mexico for a few weeks to study more intensely, and I am taking classes, and I am doing self-study, but I think kids deserve to have somebody who represents them linguistically. We all know, um, or we all should know, that representation matters, and there are so many parents that I I just can't communicate with in the way that I want to because... Um, I don't speak their their first language 
and uh, it's 2018, and if you don't already know a language other than English in America, you sure as heck should be learning one. Another desired skill that I have for my instructional assistant is that they have experience working with kids and teens, that they have experience working with individuals who experience disability, that they have experience tutoring, that they have experience with consensus decision making um, or working as part of a creative team. I firmly believe that the needs of one have to be the needs of all and um, I really want somebody who feels comfortable telling me what their needs are as a worker um, so that I can help create a space where they really feel like they are able to give their best and aren't just a... I want somebody who has experience with the Google Suite and also somebody who has experience with Chrome apps and extensions and Chrome apps and extensions available through the Chrome store are an incredible way to get assistive technology to your kids if you don't have a huge budget for assistive technology. Um, Taskade, the Google extension that I mentioned to you before, is one where you set it up and when you click on any new tab it opens Cascade and populates it with whatever the last checklist you made was and um, this is incredible for kids who have uh, issues with executive functioning and I'm going to talk about that more in another episode so I don't get too off track here the Taskade, like uh, Slack, is also an incredible way to um, collaborate with team members. It has a little chat feature in it, so um, anytime a student opens a new tab, if they have the Taskade extension set up, they can get to a little chat screen, and if they're having problems with understanding what's going on. They can send a little chat message to the IA, to their teacher, to another student. Um, and the difference between an app and an extension, an app is one that you have to open um, by itself and then it has a certain function like maybe it's a voice typing app or maybe you know, you know what apps are, something like that. An extension runs all the time and you don't even have to think about it. So like I said, with Taskade, you open a new tab, Taskade pops up with your checklist and a little chat screen, boom, there you go. I would love somebody who has experience with things like this because I think it is essential that we get more of this free tech um, into classrooms because it just makes learning so much more accessible for our kiddos. I also want somebody who has experience working with people who don't always communicate their needs in a kind way. So obviously somebody who is a paraprofessional and has been one for a while would have that experience, somebody who's worked in retail, somebody who has worked in the service industry because I think one of the truest things I have ever heard said was that um, the kids who need the most love often ask for it in the most unloving ways. So that is really important to me. Another thing I put on this checklist that I shared with my principal is that um, I know that whoever applies for this job will not be perfect. None of us are. 
Um, so growing edges, i.e. areas that may not be perfect, but that aren't a deal breaker for me. So if a student, uh, or uh, sorry, if a IA candidate is not bilingual, I really want them to at least be interested in learning more about our students' home languages and their cultures. If they don't have any experience working directly with t uh, kids and teens, I really want them to have some positive relationships with young people, and maybe that's young people in their family, maybe that's young people they've worked with through a nonprofit or a community organization. If an IA candidate does not have experience working with people who experience disability, I want them to at least be a person who has educated themselves on using person-first language um, and a person that can talk about the importance of person-centered approaches to providing services to individuals with disabilities. And I want the person who ends up becoming an IA at uh, Best Coast High to understand what self-advocacy is and why that is so important for our kiddos. One great thing about IA Extraordinaire, who unfortunately and sadly left Best Coast High, um, that was great, was that he was really, really good with technology. And not just the fact that he was tech savvy, he was really curious about learning about assistive tech. Um, in particular, the free and cheap things that are available through the Chrome store. Um, so I really want somebody, if they don't have a lot of experience with um, technology, that they have a willingness to learn, that they are curious, and that they are willing to incorporate this tech into their practice once um, they learn more about it. So the things that my IA will be doing um, as a continuation of how my IA and I worked last year to change the culture around disability and what a SPED team provides to general education teachers and other staff at a school. Because another little aside here, the old model of special education um, involved like the resource room where if a kid was struggling, they would be sent out of the room and with their assignment they were struggling with and they would go to a place called the resource room. I spent a lot of time in the resource room. So they have this assignment that they already don't understand and they're given more time to not understand it and to now have an even worse rapport with the SPED teacher because um, they only see the SPED teacher when they're doing things that they don't like. Um, the best way to deliver special education services um, is to help teachers provide instruction that is differentiated and reaches all learners so the kid is not falling further and further behind from their classmates. Um, so to continue this model that my IA helped me start building last year, what my new IA will help me with is collecting samples of student work from general education teachers in order for me to monitor their progress because um, I need to see what they're doing. I have to see the problem. I have to see what's under the Band-Aid um, before I know how to treat what's nasty bacteria is growing under that Band-Aid. Um, yes, uh, I will need them to provide one-to-one -one support with general education teachers' assignments. I will need my IA to observe students in their classes in order to collect data that will help me uh, write behavior support plans, IEP goals, etc. So that's uh, similar to the gross band-aid analogy that I presented to you mere moments ago. Um, 
where not just the work they're producing is stuff that I need to see if I'm going to help uh, design a program of an individualized program of instruction for them. I need to see what the kid is doing in the class. I'll also need my instructional assistant to help me coach kids to use group communication apps like Taskade um, to communicate with teachers, with TeamSped, um, if they need help on stuff with each other because really they are their own best resource. There are far more of them than there are of us and a lot of times um, students get their best help from other students. I will need help with the nitty-gritty stuff like filing and copies, um, helping me maintain records that uh, track student progress, and I will also need an IA that feels empowered to communicate with gen ed teachers directly about student progress and then reporting this info back to me. Just for funsies, I am going to let you know what my interview questions are for my new IA. Number one, do you like teens? Number two, when you have more tasks to do in a day than you have time to do them, how do you prioritize what tasks you are going to complete? Finally, what's your organizational style? How do you keep track of everything you need to get done? How do you communicate about your progress with others? TBH, you guys, I am not enjoying recording this podcast without my little twin raccoon. So I'm going to cut it right here. I feel like I have done enough, but that's a joke because nobody's done enough. We all have so much more work to do uh, to make the world the place that our kids deserve. So I'm going to sign off and go eat some soy yogurt. Bye.